Hey, welcome back to Skilling It. You came back. All right, let's get right with it. Dismissive, demanding, demeaning, derogatory, defensive, difficult. This is episode 10, Dealing with Difficult People. Welcome. If you're thinking about leaving right now, please listen twice. You are listening to Skilling It. On this podcast, we discuss social emotional skills and practical self-care ideas with a biblical basis and current research. Together, we can become the unique and amazing people God intended us to be. I'm Dr. Chris Wilson, your host. This podcast is fun for me because it's conflict, and you know that conflict is my game. So the Bible verse to start with is James 1.19, and it says, Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And I love that we're we're not just told what to do, but we're told how to do it. What pace should we do it at? Today's skills are interpersonal, and there's a a couple of them. There's self-awareness, there's conflict resolution, there's communication, and we can even throw in some self-regulation. Um, the research today is in the show notes and it comes from a couple different sources and of course the Bible. So you can look at the show notes for that. Sorry about all that paper noise. Here are some things to think about. In the workplace, managers use 25 to 40% of their time on conflict. Negative results of conflict in the workplace include wasted time, lost work days, reduced productivity, low morale, turnover, and legal costs. Personal effects of conflict include stress, anxiety, loneliness, and medical costs associated with acne, anxiety disorder, burnout, depression, diabetes, digestive issues such as diarrhea, constipation, and ulcers, hair loss, disease, hyperthyroidism, insomnia, obesity, sexual dysfunction, and tooth and gum disease. Okay, that was not uplifting. Um, in episode nine, you guys, we discussed kindness. Did, were you able to incorporate any new kindness ideas into your life? If you haven't heard that, go back to it. One thing I meant to include in that uh, episode is that there's always, always a cost to kindness. It's either our time, our money, money, our energy, our resources. Have no, make no mistake about it. Kindness is a sacrifice. So we're talking about dealing with difficult people here in episode 10. 
And I have had some experience. Of course, I worked for the courts for 17 years and there were lots of difficult people, clients uh, that we worked with. But after that, I taught in jail. I've already said that on a prior episode. And sometimes I found myself working with several angry men at a time. What did it look like to me? It was sarcastic. There were snarky remarks. There was a lot of passive aggressiveness. And I really just wanted to quit. Like it became overwhelming. And really, it only took one really passive aggressive, snarky or sarcastic person in a class to derail the class, which is the whole point, right? It's all about power. But my daughter, I was telling my daughter about this one day and she totally pegged their behavior as passive aggressiveness, uh, as in general, by the way. And I found a book called Eight Keys to Eliminating Passive Aggressiveness by Andrea Brandt and I read it and oh my goodness, I got some amazing ideas. So of course her book, book you can find in the show notes. Um, But my point isn't that everyone is a passive aggressive. My point is that once we kind of study the person or people, identify the behavior, we can find resources to help us deal with them. So what are some facts about conflict? First of all, I want everyone to know the devil divides. That's his game. My game is conflict resolution. His game is dividing. So have no bones about that. There is an element of pride in conflict on both sides. Okay, I know that one hurts a little. It hurts me too. You can schedule conflict resolution. You don't have to have an all out right there when your cortisol and adrenaline is through the roof. You can take a timeout like we do with kids, uh, downregulate and come back. And the last one, I'm sure, will not be popular, but I'm going to say it anyways. Offense, being offended, is a choice. Offense is a choice. So I'm going to let you sit with that for just a second. So some characteristics of difficult people, remember above, we said they were dismissive, demanding, demeaning, derogatory, and defensive. Here's some other things to think about. They're harsh. They can be very negative. They boast. They talk too much. They're judgmental and they're critical. I'm sure that there are many more that you guys can all think of, Uh, but this is a general list of difficult people. So here is the big question. How do I know if I'm the difficult person? Here's some things to kind of reflect on in your soul. Am I easily irritated? Is everyone else a jerk? Am I a complainer? Even in just my new conversations, I find a way to get a complaint in. Do I debate a lot? Always arguing. Am I constantly disappointed because nothing is ever 
right? Or do I dominate the conversation? This is characterized as a form of aggressiveness. So there are many ways to handle difficult people. This is by no means the answer to everything. But before we even talk about the, how to start some ideas to think about, what is in it for me? Why should I even bother? I'd rather just walk away and never see them again. So here is what's in it for me. First of all, you build skills. And every time we build skills, it boosts our serotonin, that feel-good chemical, because we know we can handle the situation and we believe in ourselves. That is such a great way to get serotonin, belief in yourself. Second, it builds trust and having strong in uh, having strong relationships, which releases oxytocin. That's another feel good chemical. We love it. Third, we get to journey through self discovery. Sometimes it's painful, but it's always, always good. And then finally, something to think about in what's in it for me, we become a good role model, not just to the difficult person, but to our family, our children, our friends, you name it. All right, so when we come back, we're gonna talk to another expert about dealing with difficult people. We're gonna see what the Bible says, and then we're gonna consider some techniques. I hope you don't leave me. All right. Hey, welcome Dr. Barry. Uh, You guys, I want to introduce my first guest, Dr. Melanie Barry. She is an instructor at Colin College in Mississippi, and she specializes in marriage and family counseling. Hi, Mel. How are you? Fine. Hello, Dr. Wilson. Oh, yes. Guys, thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you, hey, listen, I'm so glad you came because we need, they, the, <laughs> the folks who listen need another opinion other than my own, right? <laughs> so the question for you, uh, and we'll tell the listeners that together we finished a PhD in conflict analysis and resolution. Um, so Mel, my question, and I think what they would want to know is what is, was, or is your biggest takeaway from that program in dealing with difficult people? Um, I tell you, we, we have been uh, talking about this in the communication section of our chapter this week Mm -hmm. and talking about communication. Uh, One of the things that I learned when I, you know, when we got there and I was nervous and I'm a little bit more reserved, but typically you know, people in a PhD program are going to be a type A personality. They're going to be <laughs> assertive, uh, you know, in what they want. And so I really watched those and then just kind of compare them to a person out in the world that we might call difficult. And, um, but I, I started watching myself mostly in, okay, I, I understood the people in academia. They had a goal. They knew what their goal was. And they were, it, it's not that they were difficult or they didn't like me, but they knew what they were doing mm-hmm. versus someone out, you know, that you might be working with, someone that might be on the job and you just, 
you cannot seem to get along with them. From that, I just learned to look at myself, you know, and really kind of compare them. Okay, what does this person that I'm not getting along with want? What do they need from me? Do they want to be heard? Do they want to be right? Do they, you know, do they do they really even know what they want at all? Yeah. Um, and then I also learned that I need to look at myself and what, you know, our, our interpretations come from our past. And is there something about this person that's triggering something in the past? Oh, that's so good, Mel. Yeah. That's really so good. You know, because our, we are a culmination of our past experiences. And, and so I just, Every time I'm trying to learn something from someone else um, about myself, you know, mm-hmm. not make it about me, but what is it that I'm not getting? You know, I always tell them that the goal of communication is to listen from a relativistic perspective, mm-hmm. what person's trying to tell you. And so that relativistic perspective is you know, what does this person really need? Is it about the task at hand or is it about? something that that they within themselves need yeah something deeper Mm -hmm. yeah that's really good Mel I (laughs) uh, I think we could write a book on dealing with difficult people being going through that program and spending we you know how many days in a room with three type a women with a million books and a million deadlines um but is there anything else that you would tell them? Is there any one hack you would say? A hack. I love personalities. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, there is a, it's a really, it's a great tool to use. Um, uh, Gary Smiley and John Trent, and they do personalities and they make them otter, lion, beaver, or golden retriever. Okay. And mm-hmm. just, uh, just kind of, Really, uh, one of the first things I love to do is, okay, are you going to be an otter, a lion, a beaver, or a golden retriever? The otter's going to be playful. The beaver's going to be a perfectionist. The golden retriever is going to be a people pleaser. And the lion, you know, they're going to be dominant and assertive. And that's the way that I kind of put them together, not in a, you know, not in a negative way, but as that is just part of the relativity that I try to use when I hear them. And so that little, just those four little creatures kind (laughs) of always helped me. Um, And then the, the idea that, you know, we don't have bad people, maybe people do bad things, but the people in and of themselves. So it helps us to separate the problem from the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, Mostly, I would say, looking at personality, otter, lion, beaver, golden retriever. Oh, man, that is so good, Mel. That is really great. Um, anything else you have? Will your other, any other wisdom? <laughs> you know, and I learned a lot of this from you as well. Um, and mindfulness, you know, that, that taking time with yourself. You have, you know, you used to talk so much about that meditation and being quiet with you, unplug, mm-hmm. uh, is something that our younger generation has trouble doing. Yeah. But, you know, when we really take the time and notice how our body is sensing something, you know, um, oh, I'm feeling kind of tense right here. 
Mm-hmm. Don't just, you know, we're, we're so fast paced, you know, we just move on and we don't think anything of it, but I don't know, taking that time and processing, okay, what is my body trying to tell me that's going on right here with this situation with this person? Um, and I, I love, I love your work on mindfulness. Oh, thanks, Mel. That's so good, though, too, just slowing down. I had my students unplug this week, and they hate me, but they'll get over it. They'll love me. I know they will. Um, Mel, thank you so much for coming, and you're my first guest, so I'm so excited. <laughs> well, it's, it's exciting for me, too. It really oh, yeah. I hope you come back. Doing and, uh, and, and all, but just, I, I think it's great, and so yeah. much to learn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm learning so much every day. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, bye-bye. And I'll bye. later. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. So I'm back. So good to hear from Mel. I'm glad she took time out of her day to come and um, share her perspective. So let's look at Rick Warren's devotional, which happened to be named Learning to Live with Difficult People, published on November 17th, 2016. And here's what he says. He has some advice for us. He says, realize you can't please everybody. I love that one. Ooh, say no to unrealistic expectations. Never retaliate. And the last one is the best one. Pray for them. Okay. So what's your energy like? If you're dealing with a difficult person, um, do you come into the situation with preconceived ideas? Do you have confirmation bias? Basically, everything I know to be true is true. Do you know your hot buttons, your triggers, the things that get you riled up? And have you thought three kind thoughts about this person? So dealing with difficult people prep, first of all, check yourself. Think about, is your energy good? Are you ready? You know you got your hot buttons? You better know them because they do. And here's another interesting one. Are you approaching the person with curiosity instead of defensiveness or being offended or whatever? All right, so here's 11 suggestions for dealing with difficult people you know. This is not for strangers, okay? Some of them can be for dealing with strangers, but in general, they're for people we know. First of all, stay calm, be present, Slow your breathing. Number two, and we are already talked about it. Be curious. What does this person really need? Mel alluded to that as well. Three, listen to understand. Go back to episode two if you need. It's a good episode. I'm telling you, I still listen to it. Um, Clarify if needed why they're talking, but don't interrupt. And let me just tell you, we're still on listening. Listening isn't infinite. It doesn't go on forever and ever. Why? Because sooner or later, the speaker gets tired. Okay? And then they'll just wind down naturally. And guess what? Voila! It's your turn. 
Number four is a great one. Show respect. Don't judge, pontificate, assume, order, threaten, moralize, argue, diagnose, or divert. Okay? Number five, listen beyond the words. This is where their true need often lives. Okay, and sometimes we can pick it up in body language. We can pick it up in, um, in small things they say. So sometimes it's listening beyond words. It could be the emotion we're feeling. Number six, don't meet anger with anger. Okay, this is where we need to take a deep breath because we know emotions are contagious and we just want to be mad back, but we're moving beyond that, right? That's where you self-regulate. You don't meet anger with anger. Number seven, ah, a little bit of humble pie. Apologize if needed, right? Apologies are hard but necessary. Number eight, set and keep boundaries. Don't allow others to have power over you. We really need to uh, set, not just set boundaries, but keep them, right? Because I'm telling you, the minute you set a boundary, the person is going to challenge it, okay? Number nine, no personal attacks, okay? Number 10, use assertive statements. Oh, that is so hard. And I teach a class on assertive statements and I get pushed back every single class. Let me give you an example of an assertive statement. We don't like to do assertive statements, by the way, because they make us vulnerable. We're saying what we need and want and how we feel. And that makes us feel vulnerable, but it's very, very powerful. Here's an example of an assertive statement. I feel dismissed when you walk away while I'm speaking. So I'll repeat that. I feel dismissed when you walk away while I'm speaking. That's an assertive statement. Starts with I, I say how I feel. I talk about the behavior. There's really no argument in this game, right? There, I mean, there could be, but it's not gonna be substantial. It's not gonna hold its weight. Number 11, I love this one, focus on solutions. So this is a time for brainstorming. And I wanna finish that up, all those suggestions up with a, another Bible verse, which is Proverbs 14:29. Patient people have great understanding. But people with quick tempers show their foolishness. So your practice for the week is to look at one of the 11 suggestions and decide which one you need to work on. I'm going to give you four of the most common that I hear in my world. Okay, so first of all is, and I already said this, assertive statements. People are like, people try so hard, I could tell I could do a whole podcast on just what I've seen with assertive statements. Um, But people struggle with this, really stating their needs, wants, opinions, views, that kind of thing. The second one is listening to understand. Typically, we listen to respond. Um, But this is not what we're doing here. And then curiosity, like that seems so weird. But when we open, you know, when we start to really investigate what it is they're what is what are they trying to get to what do they need what is happening here 
Um, It really is so helpful and I have found it to be a great antidote for offense. And then the last one is setting and keeping boundaries and I already talked about that one, right? Okay, so the truth of this is I can give you the best advice in the business for dealing with difficult people. But the bottom line is you, me, we can't control them. You can only control yourself. So when you begin to know your hot buttons or triggers, when you begin to be able to regulate your emotions, respond instead of react, you are well on your way to dealing with difficult people. Okay, so in the next episode, I'll discuss self-compassion. Look at this one is really good. And I really think we all need some of this. I got this book out today and was looking at it and I love it. So that's where we're going. I have some book recommendations for you. I'm going to talk about them. Plus they're in the show notes. Uh, People Skills by Dr. Robert Bolton, How to Listen So People Will Talk by Becky Harling, Getting to Yes, that's Fisher, Urie, and Patton, Uh, Crucial Conversations by Patterson et al., and Eight Keys to Eliminating Passive-Aggressive, I'm sorry, Passive-Aggressiveness by Andrea Brandt. Again, all of those are in your show notes. And so you guys, if you, if this podcast resonated to you with you, if you learned anything, please share it with someone you love. It can be a little tricky sending out a podcast that is entitled dealing with difficult people, but be brave and don't just send it to difficult people. Send it to people you love. Okay. Also, you can leave a message or rate this podcast. I would love a five-star rating if that is applicable. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's Philippians 4, 13. I'm thankful for you taking the time to listen. You know what? Here is the thing. I am done and you are skilling it.